Hi everyone, welcome to Movies at Midnight podcast, where we discuss movies that we watched and do some traveling inspired by their locations or their themes. I'm Tanya. And I'm Jorge. And today we're doing a twofer, another twofer for the holiday season. Uh, we're talking about 1996, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, two great holiday classics. Pretty nostalgic for me. I would watch them like a million times at my grandparents' house, I remember, because <laughs> we didn't have a TV. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, movies! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if I saw... I know I saw Rudolph for sure as a kid, and I think we even saw it in Spanish. Nice. But The Grinch, I, I don't remember. I feel like I was much older when I finally saw the, the cartoon. Yeah, we're actually talking about some animation powerhouse people today on Grinch. Chuck Jones worked on it, and he's the he worked at MGM, Warner Bros., etc., but he's one of the per- people who helped create Bugs Bunny and Mar- Marvin the Martian, all, you know, those characters. And then the other two, Rankin and Bass, so it's uh, Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, and I know them mainly for their stop motion. They're pretty well known in the stop motion, but also 2D community because they made Last Unicorn as well and Wind in the Willows and a surprisingly large amount of Christmas holiday specials, <laughs> including Rudolph. And this Rudolph is, like when you say stop motion, that's different from like claymation? Claymation is stop motion. Stop motion is just the, uh, like the art of it what you're doing you can make your puppets and whatever you want to make them in in claymation in felting so stop motion is like a film almost you build your set you build your character so you have these real life objects and then instead of filming them you actually take photos and that's how you create your film so you have your little figure you take a photo and then you go "Eh," and then you take a photo and then you go and you take a photo, and then that's how it moves. I love stop motion. I've worked in it. Being as detail-oriented as I am, that's probably pretty obvious that I would love stop motion. It's pretty tedious. It's pretty time-consuming, painful on the body. (laughs) If you bump the camera stand, you gotta start the whole scene over. Yeah, it's not an art form I see used very often anymore, but it is still beautiful, and I love it, so I think more people should work in it. (laughs) Uh, I know a lot of people find it creepy, and I think a lot of people have said, oh, Rudolph, that one, that was so creepy. I love it. In our other review, we were talking about, like, Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, and I'm sure Peanuts have uh, their own Christmas special. But when I was uh, reading into Rudolph, it said it's the longest Christmas special uh, since its debut in 1964. They did, like, a really big deal for its 50th year in 2014. So now we're, I guess, approaching its 60th year. So we'll start with the Grinch first. I'll give a little summary, even though I don't want to assume it is old. And I'm sure people have seen at least the numerous remakes of it, but I'll still give it a summary. It's short. Consumed with hatred of Whoville's Christmas celebrations, the Grinch plans to disguise himself as Santa Claus and steal all of the village's gifts, decorations, and food. He hopes to destroy their Christmas spirit, yet after carrying out his plan, the people of Whoville remain in good spirit 
coming together to celebrate Christmas, despite no material goods. The Grinch has a change of heart, returning all that he stole and joining them in their celebrations. Da, 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 da. The end. <laughs> I think since I watched this as a young child, it kind of set me up with certain expectations for how my life should look. Oh. So I was like, I'm going to have a home in the mountains. It's going to be spacious because I do really love the layouts of their home. I'm like, oh, they have this beautiful entryway and some beautiful winding steps. Perfect for decor. And um, just a big old bed that a bunch of people are going to sleep in. <laughs> I don't know. It's really, it's really beautiful. Uh, I think the animation, I mean, obviously it holds up. But even the, the color palette and things, you can tell when things are of their time a lot. But while you can probably tell that with this, I think it's still really strong visually and color-wise. It's definitely a preference, but there are certain time periods in animation that I look at. I'm not going to say which because I don't want to be rude, but I'm just like, mm -mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can tell that's from that time period. I'm not, not a fan. But like I said, it's opinion, it's art, it's fine. Yeah. But I do like really strong colors and complementary colors. Yeah, that's all the Christmas is, right? The red and green. Those are complementary colors. Yeah, but in, in this series or show, it opens up with us finding out about the Who's and Whoville. And Dr. Seuss narrator always does a great job at setting up the stories, I guess. Although they never really get into why the Who's love Christmas. They just kind of talk about all of the the ways they celebrate it. And, you know, they're... They're chopping down a tree and then they're like decorating it. And I mean, obviously this show or story is meant for children and things like that. But it was like, oh, here, like in Dr. Seuss, you always have like these crazy different people, characters where it's like, oh, you could have done like, I don't know, named it a completely different holiday and had like similar. I mean, it's the Who's, right? Celebrating Christmas. It could have been like the Who's celebrating insert weird name here. And then. They just had the same things. The I guess. same moral story. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's for kids, so I guess you have to tie. You have to give them some grounding in reality. Do yeah. you see those toys they're playing? With? Yeah. I'm like, gee, I wonder why none of those went into production. <laughs> yeah, because we see them putting up the lights. We see them making the wreaths, the Christmas tree. We see them having dinner at a table a la midsummer i was like love oh. it it's so it's that long table and everyone's eating at it i was like yes and in contrast to the who's we go out of their little whoville and up the mountain and we're introduced to our two anti-hero characters i guess you can say just the one um, max is perfect <laughs> max has done nothing wrong so we meet the grinch who visually looks very different from the who's he's a different color it seems like he's covered in fur I don't really know if the Who's are like skin or if they, they have like a small amount of fur. Based on like the movies, it seems like it's like skin and some hair and stuff. But it yeah. seems like the Grinch is just all covered in, in fur. For whatever reason, the Grinch despises the Who's. And Part of it is the noise. He says, oh, that noise. The narrator offers some silly situations where it's like, oh, that his head wasn't screwed on right. or his shoes were on too tight, but the Grinch tells us why, and it's all that noise. 
it's it's all the noise 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 like (laughs) and it's it's really funny because then you see them cut to like the the who's singing and all of a sudden there's a dude with a with a drum and somebody else in like this bicycle thing with a drum and a trumpet and it's just like them making all this all this noise which uh the older i get the more i sympathize with the grinch and i'm like i like that you named all the toys because they are so intense (laughs) i'm like i don't know what to call that well i mean i guess they did have names they'll blow their flu floobas they'll bang their tartinkas See, and like that's what I mean. Like he he comes up with all these cool names to give these, but then like just named it Christmas. And I get it. Christmas is like a lot of people's favorite holiday of the year. So, boo. <laughs> but the Grinch makes himself a little Santa outfit. No bottoms. It's no pants o'clock. Ha! Iconic. Just being a little poo bear over there. But I love that he can sew. Very industrious. It gives Max the antlers and everything. And throughout this whole short, I'm like, Max is really doing the most. He's the best doggo ever. The Grinch is sawing those antlers. And I'm like, don't saw so close to your pet. What are you doing? No, but I did think the Grinch was like really sweet because he like ties this huge antler on his head and then like max like falls down he was like oh this is too much so he's like let me saw this off so that it's not heavy enough wow so So, kind grinch solving the problem that you created well how many people thank you how many people are putting like little sack carriers on their dog and they they put some like things for their dogs to carry or ride their dogs around the house and you think that i I'm on their side. I no, am I'm also not on like their it. side. I don't know what kind of breed Max is. Maybe he's a work dog. Maybe he's like one of those dogs that needs a job. I don't think like so. Like shepherds. Because when they were going down the hill, he's like, I'll sit on the sled. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's clearly not a like a husky or malamute sled dog. So No, it's not. So stop trying to make him one. <laughs> the whole point of throwing Max in the front, too on their way down made no sense because i'm like no one even sees you i assume the point is for the look but we get into grinch the grinch going around the town stealing everything and that uh scene when he crawls down the chimney and gets stuck and kind of like rotates that's a nightmare yeah that reminds me of the idea of caving and just getting into small of space and getting stuck that is my nightmare i don't know why it's my nightmare because i'm not ever gonna go caving like that i do want to like through the touristy ones where you walk on your feet i love the animation of him like a little snake swerving swerving swiveling slithering around the home very nice very smooth and then i like it's just great visuals i like the little hands coming from around the tree to steal all the ornaments there was a really funny scene i don't know if you caught it he goes to knock the ornaments off the tree with a kind of in a pool style vibe mm. and he takes the stick and they they show they take great care to show him putting the white tip on and then the very next shot it's gone i'm like cons- why even show it then yeah i did see that and i was like what was this house crooked like i guess i didn't get the note that he hit him like a pool stick i just saw the ornaments rolling and hitting the corners of the house before it gets to mm. 
to the little mouse hole. I think it was on the tree, wasn't it? It was like, bing, bing. I guess I missed it. I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, he's a he's a petty little fucker. <laughs> he takes their ice cubes <laughs> and the petals from a flower. And then he, it was like, oh, he left a, a crumb that not even a mouse would want. I'm like, no, he didn't. Because then the very next scene, he takes the yeah, crumb. Yeah, the, the mouse was coming for it. Like, so. oh, man, cringe. I get that you don't like Christmas, but why are you stealing all of their food? Ooh, I have thoughts about that, but not quite yet. Okay. Yeah, the only other thing I, I really had to say about this, other than just, you know, gushing over it, which could be her all day to do that, so we won't do that. But I thought it was interesting, you know, the lesson of this is consumerism in, in a way. Like, Christmas doesn't come in a store, and then the Grinch was taught this by the Who's. But then in all the adaptations, they're the ones who are the consumers driven. And I get it in this, they are the ones with the toys and all the stuff. But at the end of the day, that didn't matter to them. But then in all the remakes, it's interesting that they choose to make them greedy, consumerists, lost their way type people. Probably because they're basing them more on us as humans and consumerists. But I don't know. I always thought it was very charming that their stuff was taken and they just were like, that's not the point. For me, the consumerism in the future films always goes a bit overboard, but maybe we are a bit overboard anyways. Yeah, definitely some of us are. I mean, it's really cool to see because um, after he steals everything and he fills up his sleigh with this bag of all the stuff, he does make poor Max like carry him up the mountain. Yeah. And he was going to like get ready to throw everything down, down the ravine and... His last act is wanting to hear the Who's be sad or suffering or lamenting that all of my Christmas stuff is gone. Which, I'm like, there has to be at least one little Cindy Lou out there that's sad that there are no toys. You know, it's if, if a kid is like, what? There's nothing there? Like, I feel like there has to be at least one. That was sad, but the Who's come together. They were like holding hands. They're singing their Christmas song and the Grinch's heart grows three sizes that day. And it's like good for them for living in a very capitalistic driven society where it reminds me of other like Christmas movies where like you put up your lights. So like your neighbor then put up twice the lights. (laughs) So now you got to put a Frosty out there and now they put Santa in the reindeer. And it's like they're they're kind of like competing. I may, maybe they're not. That's just like me seeing other movies that way. But they still come together and hang out. I don't know what they were going to eat considering all the food's gone. The Grinch has this change of heart and it's like, I'm going to give them their stuff back. And then he even like cuts the, cuts the, the, the ham, who, the who the turkey. meat or so. Or I forget what they called it. Yeah. Sir, you do not deserve that place of honor. <laughs> you have stolen all of our things. No, just showing how accepting and open they are. Oh, interesting that that you said that, because on certain parts of the internet, it seems like the Who's are not accepting and inviting. uh, These Who's from this? Yeah, yeah, just just like in general. Um, So there's, there's a lot of theories out there, but some that stuck out to me was the Who's are very uniform. They all look the same, and then... I feel like it's this weird Christmas thing. It's like it's supposed to be about not presents, not materials, and then a lot of dark themes in this like children-based films. But it, which is maybe when they wrote it, they're like they didn't even think of that. But now that you look at it through like an adult's eyes or like as 
our society changes into a more inclusive culture, it's like, whoa, there's a lot of these other themes because isn't that just fairy tales in well, general? Yeah, yeah, fairy tales in general kind of they're meant for kids, but they're dark as fuck. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> what is it? The the brother is grim. Sure. Um a lot of their fairy tales are really dark. A lot of their um, collected fairy tales. And yeah, so it's the Who's and they have like they all look a certain way and then you have the Grinch and clearly they look very different and I feel like some of that is intentional to say like yes there's different people out there but we don't know if the Grinch decided to live away from the society or was he outcasted there are some theories that there was a war between the Who's and the Grinches cuz he's the only Grinch that we see so it's like what happened to his parents and I know like the remakes with like Jim Carrey and some other ones have kind of like posed at where he came from yeah yeah um, but like is Grinch his name even or is that like how they're the who's are there Grinches or is that his actual name yeah I don't know but we don't know and I'm kind of just looking at it from like this cartoon in general but maybe the the Grinch like uh creatures they like being in solitude, so none of them even like hang out collectively. Maybe there's no community. The theory goes that there was like this great war, and the Who's pretty much wiped out all of the the Grinches, and those that survive kind of like left and are living in the cave, living on scraps. Because from a, I guess, sociological point of view, you see the Who's, and clearly a lot of them are wealthy. They're able to afford all of these like lavish meals and all these decorations and, and things like that. And then you have the Grinch who, like one is good that you were saying he even knows how to sew, but the, the fact that he has to sew. He wasn't able to just, well, let me just go down to the local Who store and buy a Santa outfit, which I'm sure it should be there. Mm -hmm. But also he's been living there for 50 years and he's been observing the the Whoville and he's familiar with Christmas. Like it reminds me of uh, Frankenstein's monster when he first escapes and he's like observing people and he's just like, oh, look at all these weird things that these people are doing because you don't know. But clearly the Grinch is familiar with the traditions of Christmas. Like he even knows he should dress up like Santa. True. Um, so it's like they they he knows about this being, but such hatred and he he talks about noise but is it like hatred towards noise or is he hatred towards those people who like let's say wiped out his family and friends and all of that i love how people get with their theories it's great oh yeah the, like people's imagination is amazing and granted yeah there's there's rabbit holes everywhere but with an art form that's what i really enjoy is just like two different people can see the exact same thing and think two completely different yeah. That's why I love art. Yeah. So it's like if he's like, oh, I hate the noise, you would think, okay, I'm going to steal the trumpets, I'm going to steal the drums, I'm going to steal like these loud toys. But then it's like, why does he steal the tree? Why does he steal the food? Why does he steal the ice cubes? Yeah. Because if he hates the noise, they're going to be making a different noise, presumably, and it's going to be wailing and upset and yelling. So unless he likes that and it's not really the noise, he's not fixing the problem by taking yeah. everything from them. Yeah, and, and that's why some people think it's it's much more personal than the noise. It's like, because he was up there at the mountain just waiting to hear them cry and be like, oh my God, our, our things are missing. And then he was like, yep, there they go down the ravine. Mm -hmm. But because that's not what he heard, then 
which I guess that would still be a noise like the they're singing. It's like he has this change of heart. And then the 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 theory continues on saying like he realizes he's not going to be able to, I guess, make the effect that he wanted. And in order for the Grinch to continue to survive in this society, he needs to assimilate with the Who's and be ingrained in their in their culture and their way of life. So he's like embracing Christmas now. He sits at the table, which granted, I'm like you, where if some jerk stole all my stuff and then he's like, oh, here it is back. I'm, I don't know if I would invite that person to, to come to dinner at my place. Maybe maybe next year, but definitely not that first that first year. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as a forgiving. Maybe it's more, well, it's Christmas, so more Christian values of uh, turn the other cheek. But... It took him 50 years to learn he needed to assimilate if he wanted to have a more comfortable lifestyle. <laughs> like, I understand individuality and wanting to be yourself, but if it's driving you mad and you hate every, not every, I don't know if he hates every day. I'm sure they're loud on other occasions, too. All right. Sure. Yeah, and um, I, I think it's interesting that you brought up, like, the Christian values with, particularly with Christmas, because... Uh, I grew up in a Catholic household, and some of our traditions are ingrained in the Catholicism. But here, the mentions of God or like Jesus is is completely absent. Like they say Christmas, and and you can say some of their like behavior is for their religion because some of it is just behaviors and things you do. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Grinch had like a a different religion, and and you know through, throughout history we've seen wars of people killing in God's name. But the fact that Dr. Seuss, aiming it for children, chose to exclude mentions of religion. Because for us, like, the baby Jesus was, like, a bigger theme for Christmas compared to even Santa. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I feel like, especially now, if wanting to sell and sell to more people, definitely don't see anything of the Christian religion in that aspect i'm sure it's within the home or in the churches that celebrate it but on commercials no way yeah it's like santa claus and done yeah santa come bye 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 yeah bye bye for the people but um right, this... calm down in sync <laughs> bye 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 oh yeah but in in our society like there's like we even get helpful tips like mindful tips at work like it's okay to not spend an extravagant amount for the holidays yeah, don't spend yes. yourself into debt. Right, yeah, it's it's, it's that whole notion because you'll hear, oh, sign up now, free credit card, blah, blah, blah. And, and some of us may not be as uh, good with our finances as, as other people, but it's like you want to show your family you care. There's other ways you don't have to go out and, and buy the, the most expensive item on someone's Christmas list to show them how much you care. Like the Grinch did that with Max and kind of like hanging out. And I'm like, Max, why do you... Why do you stay with the Grinch or whatever? But he's his dog and the Grinch is his person. I mean, I'm glad the Grinch had Max because he clearly needs a friend. But I'm not glad that Max has the Grinch because Max deserves better. Oh, it's sad not getting into that relationship. <laughs> well, it's 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 a glimpse into one day of the Grinch. Who knows? Maybe sure, his worst day. We'll give him yeah, that. Okay, yeah. fine. It, it could be that they go That's on not okay lovely, still, but... lovely walks every other day away from all that noise, and they just come back home to to sleep. Right, but that's no excuse for ever treating your pet like that no not excusing that so on that tremendously happy note <laughs> let's move on to rudolph 
The red-nosed reindeer. Why isn't it just like Rudolph, another reindeer? Because they need you to know what's wrong with him, even though they're, we're fine, we're cool with it. We, we don't care, we're accepting, but he has a red nose. You don't see here. Comet, the reindeer with a son that has a red nose. Donner. Or, I think whatever. it's Donner. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear Comet, the last in line of Santa's reindeer. Rudolph, offspring of lead reindeer Donner and Mrs. Donner, is born with a glowing red nose. He is shunned and ridiculed even by Santa. He teams up with a fellow misfit, Hermie the elf, who wants to be a dentist. They run away, and along their journey, they meet a prospector, Yukon Cornelius, travel to the island of misfit toys, and evade attacks from the abominable snow monster. Rudolph leaves his friends, worried his nose will attract the abominable snow monster. He eventually returns home to find his parents missing in search of him. Rudolph finds them captured by the abominable snow monster. I'm going to call him ASM for short. Rudolph's friends find them as well and help defeat the ASM. Hermie pulling out all of its teeth. They return home and everyone apologizes to Rudolph and Hermie. Cornelius returns with a reformed ASM, but a large storm forces Santa to cancel Christmas. Yet, seeing Rudolph's bright nose, Santa asks him to guide his sleigh, and Christmas is back on schedule. They make a stop at the Island of Misfit Toys and set about delivering toys. <laughs> Keep in line. Do it again. And continuing the dark themes of Christmas. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of us probably grew up watching this, and this film is very, like, nostalgic. Brings back a lot of wonderful memories of watching it with siblings, parents, family members, and things like that. There's a lot of troubling scenes, behaviors. Messages. Yeah, me <laughs> messages. Yeah, I, I like that. It is of its time. I was just going to mention them throughout. I, I assume that we had some similar, we picked up on some similar things. We start off with our narrator, Sam the Snowman. It was funny, though, because watching back, I noticed all the little things that you notice when you work in stop motion. So more often than not, like camera bumps, which is pretty aggressive. That's one thing you're like, no, we can't have that in. But um, the the snowman has a little pocket watch and I could see his little chain fluctuate as he spoke because he's not moving. He's just standing still. So theoretically, only his face should be moving. But I see his little watch, the chain. like It just happens when you have to like get your hands in and on the puppet and move it. Especially when things have fur. Ooh. Because uh, the reindeer are felted, but they're felted so tight, it doesn't really show. So as a non-stop motion animator, I did not even notice. <laughs> oh, oh. I thought you would just because of, you know, I've told you things. <laughs> I also love, he's like, pull up a block and let's tell this story. And he pulls up an ice block. Well, pull up an ice block and lend an ear. You think, oh, let's sit on the ice block. No, he just pulls it up and it stands next to the ice block. Yes, genius. Couldn't get him to bend. That's fair. I know that struggle. And I guess we start hearing the story of Rudolph, who's this new reindeer, and he's born with this big, red, shiny nose. The parents are like, oh, what's up with this nose? And that's like the first thing that they're like tying into. And the dad's already like, 
oh, no son of mine is going to have this nose. And the mom's like, no, no, he's fine. Like, Yeah, when his dad's like, oh, just cover up. It'll be fine. I'm like, uh, way to give your child body dysmorphia on yeah. his birthday. Great dad. Love it. I did say that when Rudolph, when he says, Papa and Santa, and then his little nose, it, it does this siren. It's like, Wah! it doesn't just glow. It makes a noise. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of season 111 when she couldn't really speak, but she would say like one word and then just the whole aesthetic of... No, I didn't even pick up on that. Well, I mean, it's not a thing because it's not like this 64 holiday special was referencing a show from the future. No, I mean, I didn't even notice that the nose was doing the The, the sound, sound, really? Yeah. Oh, it was like, I feel like that's what bothered people more than the, the visuals, like this... Because everyone's like, oh my god, I love the reaction of the reindeers to it. Because whenever it would go, their their eyes would be like, woo, woo. They would like <laughs> wiggle in their, in their faces. It's so cute. And then we go into one of uh, Santa's workshops and we're introduced to Hermie and his hostile work environment, if you want to call it that. I guess it's getting close to Christmas, so they're like making a bunch of toys. But Hermie tells, I guess his like supervisor or something like that, that he wants to be a dentist. Mm -hmm. And the supervisor's like, you're an elf. Elves, I guess, work here. Make toys. They make toys. They, they're not dentists. And we'll get into it a little bit more. I'm like, how did he even know what a dentist is? Because I think when he talks to Rudolph, he's like, oh, I'm Rudolph. Oh, I'm Hermie. Like, I want to be a dentist. And he's like, well, good luck with whatever that is. Yeah. So... <laughs> He had a book, but yeah. Oh, okay, he had a book, yeah. But no, I, exactly. It's like, would you just randomly pick up a book on dentistry if you didn't even know what it was? And then you open it and you're like, what the, what are these visuals? What is going on? What's a bicuspid? What are, we, this isn't a book for me. That's not interesting. Clearly, Santa runs a very tyrannical uh, workshop and area if they're, limited on what they can read and write and in this fictional society i feel like if i saw oh here's a book on something i've never heard of i think i would be gravitated towards that because if you grew up your whole life like here's how you build toys i guess um, i was just thinking of it as being too technical and oh yeah. as if i were to pick up like a a car manual or something like that or how to build an engine and like oh these are the specs and this is I'd be like, cool, I'm going to yeah. put this down now. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, knowing how a car engine works would be actually interesting, I think. But I'm not going to be interested by a, the book that is made for yeah. mechanics by mechan or engineers right. for yeah, engineers, yeah. you know. I don't speak that language, so I need that language first before I can even read that. I would need, like, the the dummy's guide to to dentistry as opposed to dentistry school textbook as my first exposure yeah which i'm like okay santa do these people not go see the dentist do they not go see the doctor clearly not yeah oh my gosh i did not remember santa being such a prick santa sucks yeah in he this is movie. so awful oh my gosh when he comes to meet Rudolph, he's like, let me sing a song. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jingle, jingle. And I'm like, did it take you all night to write that song, Santa? Shut up. Yeah, because later he's like, oh, the elves want to 
sing you their song that they made for you and for Christmas, and you can't even be bothered to fake an interested face. You're just like, oh, I hate all of you. Get back to work. Why aren't you doing my work for me? I hate all of you. <laughs> Such a prick. Yeah, and then he even says, like, oh, that was a terrible song. Like, Seriously? <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, Santa's not what's up in this in this film. Not... He, he ain't no Klaus. No. So... He is, doesn't even, yeah, he does not have the Christmas spirit. Uh, but Hermie does the classic, you can't fire me, I quit. Yep. <laughs> I was like, nice, good job. Jumps Love it. out the window. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then uh, I guess this movie really follows that Rudolph song or whatever. We get to, I guess like, it's it's been a few years and like Rudolph kind of grows up into this i don't know i'm gonna say tween sure. maybe and he has some friends and some of the kids some of the, some of the reindeer are like picking on him they like saying names at him but he does hang out with like this other reindeer right it seems like he does have friends even though like he does have a red nose but yeah so at first he shows up to this training camp i don't know uh with his little covering on and oh right I he meets another doe is it a doe anyways clarice um, clarice yeah so he goes over to talk to her and because he has the nose on it makes him a little nasally and she's like what's wrong with your nose and I'm like <laughs> we just met and then she's like oh what what'd she say she's like don't get mad i don't mind and i'm like what is this nagging 101 like if you like someone tear them down and then like oh you look pretty good for someone with such oily hair you know like that classic not you <laughs> wow even back then huh yeah i forgot yeah because uh, i guess uh donner is like no son of mine is gonna be seen in public with a red nose and which i'm like what do they cover it up with you think they like ground up some coal or you know uh crutches how they have those caps at the bottom oh. that's what it looked like to me like it, boop. yeah but the yeah, things even... that we put under the chairs so they don't scratch the floor yeah that that's so. what it looks like um yeah but even santa's like donner you should be ashamed of what yeah excuse me what the fuck yeah santa not what's up that's so disgusting. I was like, oh. And then like, I don't know, I guess I'll call him the referee. It's like, all right, we're starting the reindeer games. And like, I guess I never really put it together because like in the song, they're like, oh, they never let him play in any reindeer games. Yeah. But I never thought like what the games actually are. And then I'm like, ooh, there are going to be some hunger games here. And the winners are the ones that get to go on Santa's sleigh. Notice Rudolph's the only one at the end, the only new one that we hear of. Yeah. His little friend Firebolt or Firecracker. Fire. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I thought that's what they, that was one of the names that they gave Rudolph as like, like making fun of him. No? No. Well, anyway. So. Um, like. The ref is like, all right, we're going to start. And then I, w I thought they were going to be like, okay, not you, Rudolph, because, like, that's what the song says. I guess the, the first game is, like, you're going to run and jump and, and see how far you can go because uh, it's a skill needed to pull Santa's sleigh. Yeah. This reindeer, like, goes and jumps and kind of, like, falls, and he's like, okay, good try, good try. And meanwhile, uh, Rudolph was talking to Clarice, and I don't know, she, she says that he's cute and... Yeah. He's like, oh, His he's so like, happy. Whoa, he did the. Whoa. Whoa. 
so then like the ref is like all right rudolph you're up rudolph like soars through the sky and then i guess when he falls his like little nose falls off and then everyone's like oh my god he has a red nose <gasps> did you see that rudolph has a red nose they're they're not whispering politely oh, to each yeah, other yeah, they're yeah. like you have a red nose you gross gross thing yeah okay and then after that they're like whoa you can't play in the reindeer games yeah but as rude as clarice came off at first she's she stands by him she's like it's whatever i don't care i'll you can still walk me home i still think you're oh cute. yeah because she was like aren't you gonna walk yeah. me home you said you were gonna walk that me was home. sweet and then like clarice's dad is like no daughter of mine is gonna be seen with a red nose yikes yeah i mean not i'm not giving donner any slack but when he's getting that type of information from the top it's kind of hard to not hard i mean that's your son you should be able to stand up for him but i'm just saying yeah, he's and, in an and, environment that doesn't support and i'm like when santa's him. doing the same thing That's and here I mean. is like the the highest of the top as a lot of us are like culture comes usually in in a certain direction and if you want like company culture to change and you don't have the support from the top it's never gonna happen but notice how clarice and his mother are accepting mm -hmm. i think rudolph runs into hermy now at this point and they're gonna run they like run away together like, we're misfits we're misfits yeah i i really like the songs in this i think harry says oh nice to meet you i'm a dentist and i'm like no you're not you can't just say that <laughs> it's like one of those things you can't say don't let them near your teeth i could be like oh i'm tanya i'm an artist if you i think many people could say that if they feel like they are that's not gonna hurt anyone i'm not gonna be like Yo, I'm a dentist. Open your mouth. Let <laughs> me crack some molars. Well, I mean, I, I guess he didn't say that, but... No, he said I'm a dentist. No, but he didn't say, like, let me check your teeth, right? Sure, but he said... <laughs> yeah. That is... That's not cool. Yeah. Someone just finished watching Dr. Death. Oh, and... God. Yeah, you can't just go around saying whatever you want, okay? Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Jeez, freedom of speech, Tanya. <sighs> so as Rudolph and Hermie... Hermie? I don't know why I keep going, Hermie. Hermie. As they're traversing the land, they come across the, the prospector, and he rolls up on a sled with dogs, and I'm like, oh, watch out. No, it's Elliot. I don't oh. know, just the way he was dressed, the color palette. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of Elliot from Vertical yeah. Limit. Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh, and what? I have some thoughts, uh, some correlations to that. We'll, we'll get to it later. Okay. But I thought it was so funny because he has all his dogs are different breeds, but they're all small dogs. Yeah. He has like a poodle. <laughs> I'm like, sir, why are these your sled yeah, dogs? Terrier. Yeah. And then at one point he's like, he's like, mush, mush. And they won't move. And he's like, like this. And he goes in front and shows them and they get on the back. And I'm like, duh, that's why you have to pull your own sled because these aren't sled dogs. Well, good for Cornelius for... Maybe these dogs were like, hey, They're like um, Max. Um, I'm Max and I want to be a, a dog sled. And he's not like, well, you're not a husky. You can't pull my sleigh <laughs> or sled or whatever that thing is. He's like, sure, go for it. And he's teaching them. He's like, look, dogs, here's how you pull a sleigh. He's I... not. I mean, he is whipping them, right? He has that little. I think he stole his mother's dogs and ran. It could be. To the north. Well, let's hope it's his mother's and not his neighbor's. I don't see the difference and think it's both bad. Well, I mean, you're yeah, stealing but, someone's dogs. Yeah, but I, I would be more mad if 
my neighbor stole my dog than if like my sister stole my dog. I mean, if maybe it's just because like I would think like, hey, I can get my dog. Yeah, back, but that's what I mean. If they stole it in the in with the idea of never returning it, of running to the yeah. north, I don't care who took it. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm equally um, angry. But when Cornelius and Dog show up, Rudolph and Hermie, I don't know if they were scared, but they like shove their faces in uh oh, in, the, in snow. the snow and like good Cornelius is like, Whoa, whoa, get out of there. What are you doing? Like I don't have enough decks get... for everybody. Oh yeah, so you're gonna so, get frostbite. Yeah. He's uh Elliot's twin brother who is very giving <laughs> as opposed yeah. to hoarding it all for himself throughout their travels they've been having run-ins with the abominable snow monster i do love its introduction so much and it's multiple introductions i should say when it first comes on screen they're hiding behind a shrub or a tree and you just see they're here and you just see the legs cross and all you can see are its legs so i'm like this thing is huge and then in other scenes he's it i don't know it's peeking over the tops of mountains so i'm like it is huge it is such great introductions and then you get to it and they're like this rudolph and gang and he's like maybe this it's like double their size but i get it i trust me i've made puppets i understand the bigger it is the more space you need to film and to shoot and it's obnoxious and i i still love it i don't yeah. really care that the well, size wonder, like when you were a kid did it have that same effect did were you like oh it's not as big as i thought it was because i i feel like I, and i don't remember noticing the size but i feel like whoa he's like double their size and when i'm a kid double means a lot yeah i think i realized it because in those shots in the initial shots you couldn't fit his whole body in frame with theirs and then when you could all of a sudden it's like uh, maybe i didn't like put it into words but uh, you could tell like there's something eh, mismatch there i still thought it was so creepy i always remember the abominable snowman yeah and so now you have a little gang of misfits i don't know why cornelius is uh i think he's like doing his own thing it doesn't seem like he was exiled but he's looking for gold and silver yeah and then they're like why would you want gold and silver and they show like these two little squirrels where one has silver i think it is and it's like oh i can't eat this this sucks i thought it was just so funny like us we're like no give me give me the silver because it has value and we can trade that for other things it is interesting to think about that because some metals have structural value and they're good to create things that we need to survive. Oh, well, I don't want to go on a complete tangent okay. <laughs> on the uses of gold, but it's extremely conductive. Oh, that's right. And it has huge applications in aerospace, also in like computers and um, the microchips because of its conductivity. And I just wonder like, if the ASM is just like, hey, I'm looking for friends, let's hang out. Oh, here's some tracks. But it's like, everyone's so scared because ASM is so much bigger. They're just like running away. And he's always like, wait, I just want to hang out. Aww. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I don't actually, I don't actually ever see him eat anyone, do we? He traps them at the end, but then it looks like he, it might eat them. But I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have. So they travel to the island of misfit toys, and I adore Charlie in a box. I thought that was really funny. A funny little gag. 
But someone says toys are never happy till they're loved by children. And I was like, oh, the seeds of Toy Story right here. I mean, some of the toys there I thought was like, because they, they're singing this song and one of them, it reminded me of a boat that I had as a kid because they were like, who's going to want a boat that sinks? And I remember like my mom would set the bath and you'd just sit there and play with toys, but had this boat that wouldn't float. Sank? Yeah, I mean... I don't know what it was made of, but I I remember like you would fill up the water or like the sink and I thought it was going to float, but it didn't. But I wasn't like, oh, this boat sucks. <laughs> I, we didn't live next to a lake or a river where I'm like, oh, shit, there goes my there goes, there, boat. There goes my boat. I was just like, I would have enjoyed the little boat. Rudolph surmises that his bright, loud nose is why the ASM keeps finding them everywhere they go. So... In the middle of the night, he sneaks off, and he's on his own, and he grows up into a young reindeer. I was like, I was gonna say a young buck, but I think that's more for deers than reindeer. I think he becomes like a teenager. Sure, and he goes home. So like years pass. Like that's the part where I wasn't sure. Like like Rudolph runs away. So when he goes home, he runs into Santa, and he says, "Oh, your parents have been looking. Have been gone for six months." Mm-hmm. But, you know, animals grow a lot faster. I guess that's so. true. Yeah, Simba grew up in just walking over <laughs> a log singing Akuna Matata, so. But. So he runs into Santa. And Santa, again, is like, oh, your parents are missing. But my sled! I can't fly it without Donner. And I'm like, excuse you? Who cares about them? I'm like, God, you are such a prick. You're, this entire family has gone missing. And. Yeah, who cares? I, on that one, I can't fault Santa too much because uh, what there does Spock say? Are other the needs of the many reindeers. outweigh the needs of the few. No. Right. Yeah, and so it was like, dude, I got to get these presents out to like the millions of people. Sure. But my counter argument is just a little snowstorm frightens him off and he's like nope christmas is canceled he doesn't give a crap he's so selfish and there's no way a snowstorm is happening simultaneously around the entire world that's not how weather works (laughs) well it sounds like santa was trained by what was that expert mountain climber that was like elliot we need to turn back this snow oh. is going to hit us. Tom McLaren. <laughs> yeah, Tom McLaren and Santa were buddies. No, they or were maybe, not. Tom maybe Santa nice. knew and he was like, my buddy Tom McLaren was like, Elliot, we got to turn around. This snowstorm's too bad. And now Santa's like, what snowstorm? Yep, Christmas is canceled. We ain't going out there. Yeah, but then Rudolph goes out to look for his family because Santa's like, Psh, you do it. I don't care. I, I'm upset that they're missing because I won't be able to fly my sleigh, but I'm not going to go take the trouble to find them or even create a search party to find them. He, he could have promoted Comet. Blitzen, Comet, I sure. don't know, any, any of the other guys. Rudolph goes to find his family and he finds his dad, mom, and Clarice all in this cave layer of the ASM and pretty immediately gets knocked out by him. It. And then, luckily, Cornelius and Hermie come in because they've been stalking Rudolph. No, they're just like, oh, we've been trying to find you this whole time. And what does Hermie do? Oh, man. This is my nightmare. He takes out all of his teeth. Well, he is a dentist, you know. 
He is not a dentist. That is not what dentists do. They do not take out all your teeth. And then that's so, ah, that, no, that is my literal nightmare. I've had that nightmare so many times where I don't have teeth and every, or they fall out. And every time I have it, I think it's real. You know, sometimes, you know, you're dreaming. That one, I always think it's real. When I have it, I wake up and I'm like, okay, all my teeth are there. Like, Um, how is he supposed to eat? What is what is it supposed to do with its life now? So on some of the darker corners of the internet, um, there's some... That was a sigh of like sadness, not of exasperation. You know I love a theory. So there's some very troubling concerns with the character Hermie. And some people are like, why is he so fascinated by dentistry? And some go as far as like saying he's like, sadistic and uh sociopath because um this 50 minute (laughs) holiday special what a sociopath um well because one it's like okay why why a dentist of of everything that he can be why the dentist but there's some scenes where he talks about getting teeth for the dolls and so people are like well where does he get these teeth we don't really see like santa show teeth the reindeer show teeth the elves show teeth but, like, here he encounters the ASM, and what does he do? He just, like, starts removing the teeth. So it's like, has he kind of been doing some teeth extraction? To which then, hi, Rudolph, I am a dentist. Because he's been performing wow. extracting surgeries in the background this whole Side time. Side hustle. Yeah, Stealing I don't Stealing and selling teeth. Yeah, but when I, when I saw that, it was like... Ooh. So then Cornelius and the ASM go off a cliff and presume dead. And we return to the village where everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But why are they sorry? You know, in the song, I thought they were all sorry because Rudolph, proved, his nose proved useful to them in the storm. And that hasn't happened yet. So they're just sorry because he almost died. And Maybe it's because he saved Donner and people are like, oh, Donner is the best reindeer because he's the lead guy. Thanks for saving him. We're sorry that we were jerks to you. Yeah, because I can see why maybe they're like, oh, Hermie, we're sorry because he took out the teeth and why would they care? Everyone here is a jerk. And then the head elf is like, oh, you can open up a practice. And I'm like, no. (laughs) He needs to go to school first. He's he already has. He's opening... been ext- he knows how to extract teeth. Okay, step one, let's learn how to fill cavities because that's s- probably the most common yeah. one. The school of life. Interesting that he wants to practice on his uh, supervisor who probably has tormented him for years and he's like, I need to see you in my office. Yeah. 4 p.m. Don't go. Sharp. You're not yeah. going to get out alive. Like, Don't go, guy. You're not Don't go. Down. But Cornelius shows up with ASM. And this was one of those comments that I was like, it kind of doesn't sit well. He's like, I reformed the monster. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's his nature and kind of like a lion. Sure, you they're going to possibly rip you apart if you go up to them, but that's their nature. You're not going to take out all their teeth and be like, I reformed them. I didn't like that. But I did like him putting... It putting the star on top of the tree looked happy. It smiled, but didn't have teeth. Yeah, maybe it was like, help me. It looks happy, but it's not. Santa still doesn't like the elf song. (laughs) I'm like, you gotta have a Santa redemption at some point, right, guys? Like, this, 
this is Santa Claus. But no, they keep him a douche through and through till the end. Maybe they, maybe Rankin and Bastin like Santa and they're like, we're gonna make this holiday special, but show everyone what a douche he is. But then like, it's so funny because now we're seeing Santa like acting like a douche. I don't know, were people feeling like Santa was a douche in the 80s? Probably not. Because now it's, some of his behavior is uh, cringy AF. A little more, like don't tell someone they should ever be ashamed of their yeah. child. So it's like... I guess unless their child's a murderer. Anyways. <laughs> now that everybody's saved, Christmas is still going to be canceled because there's a storm. And Rudolph's nose starts like shining. Bright. I, I, I don't even want to say bright because it's like barely. It looks like some of my flashlights where like I still can't see. And Santa's like, oh, what's the line? Rudolph, Rudolph with your nose so bright, won't you guide? guide my sleigh tonight? Yeah, I don't remember a lot of those lyrics. Um, well, anyway, it's like if there's a blizzard, having a gazillion lights, I, I don't think it's even going to help. Now, maybe I'm just like a terrible driver in the snow. But, like, having a well-lit road isn't going to help with those weather conditions. And granted, as you said, that weather is not everywhere, but it's where you're starting from. Mm. One thing to be like, what is it, the sunk cost fallacy? It's like, well, we're halfway through. We're, we're almost at the top of K2. We can't turn back now, and then you push yourself. But if the storm's already hitting... You're like, hey, maybe we should just let this storm pass, but then you, you miss that Christmas deadline. and But she seemed fine to miss anyway, so yeah. why take a chance? Anyway, so you're going to put brand new Rudolph, who like participated oh, yeah. in one reindeer game. <laughs> so if Rudolph is a Santa's reindeer, then by definition, I guess Hermie is a dentist. Because they probably have equi equivalent uh, amounts of training. Rudolph just Perhaps. jumped once. He's like, yep, strap on and you're good to go. I mean, I, he was the lead, right? He's in front. So everybody's following his cues. Yo, he is in front. And that final shot, the deer right behind him has like solid black eyes. I'm like, oh, Rudolph, watch out. Watch out behind you. Comet's so, going to get you, wherever that is. Some, someone's going to be uh, backseat driving, I have a feeling. Watch out, Rudolph. You're going too fast. Not fast enough. But when you have the possessed reindeer smack behind your butt, yep. I think it's worth knowing. Oh, at the end, when Santa is explaining or is asking Rudolph to guide the sleigh, his hands are dirty. And I'm like, what have you been doing, Santa? Yeah. I think it's just stop motion. Like you're, you're working with these puppets, and if that's the last shoot, or the last scene, one of the last scenes to shoot. I don't know how in which sequence they shot in, but you know, your puppets, depending what you make them out of, can get a little grimy. I mean, you you should probably work with them in a way that that won't happen. Like if you need to use gloves or something, but you know, I don't know how they were doing it back then. So I just like to think about what that little sneaky fuck was up to in the back. Man, so much cursing this one. Sorry. Uh, one cool thing that I found was apparently it is common for reindeers to have a reddish nose. Aww. So Rudolph would, shouldn't have been the only one, but... Maybe the other ones were just deer, and they were all jealous of him. Yeah, this is I, a true reindeer. To be honest, I don't really know the difference between a reindeer and a deer or an elk, and 
sizes and different types yeah. of horny stuff. Um, but when these animals are in like very harsh conditions, and I'm assuming that Rudolph's in the North Pole, so about the highest latitude that you can get to on Earth, they send blood to their noses or toward, towards their head. And the more blood flow that they have, and this is to help regulate their body temperature, mm -hmm. it's common for their nose to get... The pictures that I saw, it ain't, it ain't no bright red light bulb, <laughs> but it's like this pinkish um, color sure. to the nose. Weirdly enough, the animation or the, the other reindeer look like they all have a little black nose dog nose. Mm -hmm. But then in the pictures that I saw of reindeer, it doesn't look like they have that black thing any at all. Oh, interesting. So. Well, you know, you do what you can with the models. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to make it very obvious that there's a difference. So. Mm -hmm. so there you have it. Our thoughts on the Grinch and Rudolph. Yes, I made the titles much shorter. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. So tell us your thoughts about either of these films. Leave any comments for future films you want to watch. And thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone. And happy holidays. <laughs>